Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Now, a lot of people, of course, are talking about this video that's gone trending on Twitter and everywhere on social media. This is the Russian TV show simulating a nuclear attack on Ireland. And it shows how, I suppose, the Kremlin has become, uh, has come up to this, uh, this idea or this notion of nuclear war towards the West. And the clips were broadcast on the state-owned TV channel Russia One and presented Dmitry uh, Kuzelyov, I think is how he pronounce his name, who is known to be a close associate of President Vladimir Putin. And basically plunges Ireland into the depths of the sea, really, isn't it? I mean, but let me just go to Declan Powers, a security analyst. Uh, Declan, welcome to the show once again. Declan, I mean, should people, I mean, people are talking about this all day here. Even in the office, I had people like, where would you go if this happened? So there was two scenarios. One was basically nuclear attack straight towards London, uh, which would take out Ireland with the radiation and everything else that goes along with it. And the other was this kind of underwater um, kind of uh, drone, uh, I suppose, missile that would detonate out the coast to Donegal and put us all under a 500 metre tidal wave. I mean, this idea or the suggestion because Boris Johnson or the suggestion of a nuclear attack against Russia, according to them, that Boris Johnson uh, had threatened. I mean, is this, is this real? Is this a possibility? Are people, is this just scaremongering? It's scaremongering. Uh, on one hand, <coughs> the fact should be noted that there was always a threat to Ireland in the event of a, of a nuclear war. That goes back to the, to the 80s and beyond. Uh, not just because uh, the United Kingdom, because Britain itself would be targeted, but it's, uh, it was believed that Ireland uh, would be targeted too, because like it or not, it, we are within the NATO sphere of influence, we're within the Western sphere of influence. And had there been, uh, had the Cold War turned hot in the 1980s, for example, if the Russians and their allies had invaded uh, Western Germany, there was a whole series of plans that involved reinforcement of troops and material that included, uh, you know, refueling over Ireland or on on Irish soil uh, by American forces. So so Ireland wasn't going to walk away from anything like that. However, there would have to be a a lot of steps taken before we would be in the the situation where there would be a serious threat of the kinds of actions that were being illustrated on Russian I mean, they go, in, they go into great detail about how they would target, you know, this particular underwater drone missile or a Saramat missile, as it's called, you know, at one kilometre deep, you know, and how long it would take this kind of 500 metre high wave to basically wipe out Ireland yeah. in the UK. France, by the way, seems to be spared in all of this, by the way, if you look at the the at the, the animation. But I mean, yeah. it, do, it is quite scary. Do, I mean, do they have the capability or is that technology way beyond them at the moment? Do they have that capability? I, I don't think they do. It, has, it hasn't been made clear to me that what they were talking about is technically, uh, that they have the technical capacity to do that. <clears throat> you know, there's, if they were talking purely about uh, launching an ICBM, an intercontinental nuclear uh, ballistic missile, then that would be, you know, we would be talking about something different. And it's very straightforward what their capabilities are and the kind of damage they do and the, uh, the damage radius. <clears throat> what they're talking about at the moment is uh, in, in terms of a strike on the UK and it's on, on England on Britain. Yeah, they, they don't actually Donald. mention Ireland per se. They, well, we can see us on the map being wiped out, but then yeah. they mention the British Isles. But of course, Ireland, uh, according to many European countries, is part of the British Isles geographically anyway. So I suppose they do. Well, well geographically, and as far yes. as the Russians are concerned, well, you know, uh, the, their primary target would be Britain. But I mean, they've 
always considered us to be part of that Britain, family yeah. of nations. And so while they mightn't want to target us directly, they don't care about collateral and they never have done. But, but let's get back to the key point, the key question you asked. This whole notion of this, I think, is the Poseidon underwater drone having the physical capacity. I, I don't buy it. Uh, I'd have to do a, a deeper analysis of it. But um, and, and there are those that would be more knowledgeable of those particular matters than I uh, that have yet to comment on it. But I really don't buy it. And is, is there a is technology there a, could do that? Have you heard of this Saramat missile or the, or Saramat missile? Have you heard about? I it? have. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. But I haven't. I haven't heard something that's described as an underwater drone and that's uh, given to have that capacity to create that kind of a tsunami. And I think this is what we're doing now is exactly what they want. They want to create a point of discussion. Primarily, this isn't even aimed at us, though. It's aimed at their own audience. It's muscle flexing to show you know, that the Russians are strong, that they're capable, that even though it's to counter any negative stories that are coming out of the Donbass and out of well, Ukraine. What I can't understand, Declan, I mean, here we are now nearly two months into this now, right? And what I really can't understand is the people of Russia, how they still to this point are being fed this propaganda and actually believe it. In a modern world, you know, where the internet is available, where there's TikTok, where there's, you know, Twitter, where there's Facebook. And I know there are restrictions in in Russia in relation to what you can and can't watch. But in saying that, it's just impossible to withhold information from a country now, is it? Really, realistically. Yeah, but you see, Niall, you're just focusing on it from a technological point of view. And I think technologically, there's still large swathes of the population in Russia, in China, in other parts of the totalitarian world that don't get the access that we would take for granted. And they don't have the technological capability or capacity. And th- but then you to match that with the good old genie of nationalism and you know, uh, toxic nationalism, which Russia is awash with. You, know, you can give people the, the you know, accurate information, but if they have been conditioned in a very narrow-minded nationalist mindset, they're not going to consume it. They're not going to uh, be able to make sense out of it. They're not going to even want to make sense out of it. And we only have to look at some of the characters within our own country that uh, espouse extreme forms of nationalism and how they don't take on board legitimate and accurate forms of information. So the Russians have been spoon-fed this kind of stuff all their lives, uh, going back to the, the creation of the Russian state. So we can't be too surprised about the fact that so many of them will not... Uh, believe uh, mm-hmm. Western news media. But in fairness, a lot of them don't get that much access to it and they're living in small rural areas outside of cities. Yeah, so because it is quite a small population for such a large geographical area, I suppose. Yeah, so that there are a lot of small towns. Exactly. And, yeah. and they, they live in very primitive circumstances. And from a, you know, a, an access and a, you know, internationalist intellectual point of view, they, they live in, a, in very remote uh, cognitive circumstances. Absolutely. And if you think about Ireland, back 40 years ago, how different we were 50, 60 years ago, even though we were a Western country, how you went to rural areas, how uh, attitudes change and how much we've changed in 30 I years. I suppose, yeah, when you look back at that, all we had was the Evening Herald and the press in <laughs> those yeah. days. Besides, and really, that, unless, unless it was in that, we didn't know about it. <laughs> so all in all, Niall, I, I would say that, you know, this is all to try and distract us from the key thing, which is the Russians are very worried now that Europe is going to discard their energy. Okay, but just final question because I have 30 seconds technically, but you think this is beyond the realms of possibility as far as you're concerned, this is just not going to happen? 
It's not going to happen. Okay. I, I, let's put it this way. A lot of other things would have to happen first, and we haven't seen any of those things come into play. It, the war is very much in Ukraine. The Russians are bogged down. They're, they, they've put themselves in a very weakened state. Well, but they haven't won a war in 300 years. I don't think they're going to win this one. So, I mean, well, yeah, People would argue about World War Two and things like that. But I, I largely agree with you. Yeah. Um, right, They've they overexposed themselves. I've run out of time. Listen, I appreciate you coming on the air. Declan Power, Security okay. Analyst. There you go, Declan Power. Don't be worried about it. It's not going to happen. Ashton will now relax because she's been terrified all morning talking about it. Uh, and as of many people, by the way, when they watch this video, it is quite terrifying to see something like that, by the way, to think that it could be all over in a matter of seconds. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Oh.